Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast brought to you by Kia. My name's Hope, how are you doing? It's nice to be in your ears today. In today's episode, I'm really excited to share the conversation I had with director Zeno Grayton to talk about his brand new film, The Lost Boys, coming to cinemas from the 15th of December. It's a tender and sympathetic queer coming of age story following a pair of boys detained in a juvenile facility who come to find a sense of freedom in the love they find in one another. We're really, really excited to be bringing Zeno to picture houses around the UK for a Q&A preview tour the week that you're listening to this. At the Cameo in Edinburgh, Fact in Liverpool, Duke's a Comedia in Brighton and in Hackney Picture House. If it's not too late, do make sure to grab a ticket to see this very, very special film and to hear from the incredible man behind it. Without further ado, this is my chat with the wonderful Zeno Grayton. Enjoy! T'es sur un fil. Soit tu te redresses tout de suite, soit tu tombes. Il est arrivé quand Hier soir. Il a planté un mec. Pourquoi t'as tombé tatouage Pourquoi t'en as aucun Hi Zeno, welcome to the Pitch House podcast. We're very excited to have you here. It's lovely to meet you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Yeah, we're very excited to have you on here and have you for our Q&A tour um, to promote your film, The Lost Boys. We'd love it if you could kind of tell us a bit about yourself, about the film, and I guess without giving too much away, what viewers can expect from The Lost Boys. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Zeno Grayton. I'm from Belgium. I directed The Lost Boys. It's my first feature film. It's a love story between uh, two young guys that are placed into a detention center for young delinquents. It's a very, I think, an apologetic love and sensual story about two boys trying to find their freedom in a, in a world of walls and rules. It's, a, it's also a film about friendship and about this group who along the story are going to find a family within each other and uh, also f- uh, a, a, a family of resistance towards an institution, you know, that, that, um, that is, that is, you know, does them harm and how they, how they together are, you know, stronger. Absolutely. That's a really lovely description. I watched it last week and I absolutely loved that. And I love that you mentioned that it was a love story, but kind of also about this larger group of boys who are kind of working together just to, yeah, find their freedoms. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to take it a little bit back um, to start with, to talk about your shorts, Seagulls and Jay Amongst Men, both award winners, might I add. I guess it'd be, I'd love to hear from you about what you took away from making these and I guess what you carried forward with then making your first debut feature. Thanks. Okay. So the, the, my, my first movies were, the first one was about a, a toxic abusive relationship between a guy and a woman. And I think it was raising, you know, toxic masculine issues, toxic masculinity issues, uh, but also you know, the alienation, you know, and the passion that you can have in a couple. Uh, the second one was really about this injunction of heterosexuality and virility that young boys get to have from, from their parents or from the, especially the men in our society and, and uh, how it was important for this young hero to emancipate. So I think the, 
my, my, my feature film is really, you know, about this, this, this same, the same issues about passion and about violence and about, um, you know, how to live your life according to what you feel instead of what other people want you to do and to be. So yeah, that's I think that's the goal. But I think in this new in this this the, in the future film, I really wanted to have a representation of masculinity that was positive. I think I made a movie. I made a movie that I would have liked to see, or that I would have you know I, that I, that I would love to see in the also present tense. You know, like just uh, a cool, sexy love story between two baddest guys in a, in a place also that was very dear dear to me because it's uh, I was very inspired by Jean Genet who's a French author from the 40s 50s who wrote a lot about love in prison and his his stories are just so uh, raw and 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 uh, and uh, sensual and also poetic and it it was really the first time that I was that I was in literature reading uh, a love story between men that I could identify with and that was depicted with such poetry that it made me wanna be part of that and you know it's it talking about queer representation we all we often saw see uh things that that, that talk about uh, overcoming of inhibition or you know shame and the brutality that comes out of the shame of being queer etc and i think these stories is is very helpful but it's not what i wanted to do i i wanted to make a something with, with more light and uh and even though we still, you know, the, the the prison is kind of depicting the like the uh, like a metaphor from our homophobic society, I wanted to portray character that were in power, that were powerful over this oppression, and that were really, you know, doing what they needed to do in order to be free. For sure, and I think what I found most beautiful about it was that it kind of added to like a beautiful canon of queer films where the queerness wasn't the root of the conflict. It was more kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for these boys. And I guess they're obviously so surrounded by kind of the brutality of being in a place like that, that the queerness for them and what they found in each other was, yeah, the shining light of the film. It wasn't a source of you know, weakness at all. It was, I guess, what they used to find freedom. Exactly. I guess, yeah, why is it important yeah. for you to tell queer stories through this sort of lens? Because it's really powerful. Well, thank you. You know, it, it's just about the gaze, you know, it's trying to to switch the gaze from from this male gaze who talk, male gaze is really about the patriarchal vision onto uh, characters. It's not only about being a male who are who is gazing. It's really about this whole uh, systemic way of filming and uh, telling stories and I think you know giving a queer leading Arab character so much power was something very political for me to do I'm half Tunisian and I was I was really fed up of, re of representations of of uh, Arab characters uh, and you know when, when you talk about queer Arab characters you know it's 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 you know I I, I, j I just wanted to make a movie where also this this young generation could identify with it's a generation for me that uh, is very much more aware about the systemic oppression that surround them and he's willing to he's not willing to just obey them they're they they're willing to create new worlds new places 
And I think, you know, the Lost Boys is, is also very inspired by this energy. And I think this energy that I carried within me as a teenager, like refusing to be narrow, narrowed into something that I didn't want to. Yeah, totally. And I think both Khalil and Julian did such a beautiful job of telling that story between the both of them. And they just had such incredible chemistry as well. How did you find them? And how, I guess, did you know that they were the right ones to tackle this, you know, huge, profound story that's so important to you personally? So with Khalil, um, I, you know, he already starred in some movies in France and I, I really had my eye on him and, and, then when, and when we did the casting, he really wanted the role and he was portraying this really tender side of, his, of himself. And I think it's the only one who could actually do it in such a beautiful way because he de deconstructed his masculinity in a way that is so mature for his then 19 year old boy that he was. Uh, you know, his heroes is David Bowie, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, and it's all these stars that he admires that have, that have uh, gender non-conforming, uh, you know, aspects. And um, I really think that when I cast him, I knew that I was in good hands. Just I was just very true and and faith. And I, I had a lot of faith in in him and in both of them because when when Julian arrived, you know, he he was also. Uh, you know, willing to defend a certain side, a certain kind of masculinity, a certain side of himself also as an actor that, that he wanted to explore with this film. I think they were, you know, the dream that, that directors have when they cast actors is that they take charge of the role and they are carrying the light of who the character is kind of more than me somehow. And also what we had one week rehearsal that was very helpful with the whole group, but also I took them to the facility during a whole day for them to meet the boys and trying to exchange a bit about this. And uh, also it gives them, gave them a sense, I think, of humility and responsibility to tell the story because they saw many things that day that actually happened like that actually were written in the script. So it was very funny because they witnessed like uh, someone who tried to escape, like someone who was put in the in the isolation cell. So it, re it really, you know, gave them a sense of this responsibility that that gave them this sense of serious. Also, uh, we had so much fun, but uh, yeah, I think those things like created the way that what you saw. Yeah, it definitely showed. I think I loved what you said about the inspirations that they had of those, you know, very iconic men who played into the gender fluidity, um, because I think obviously they had to play into the whole, you know, bravado, especially, you know, being in the prison, trying to, you know, defend themselves and the people around them. But then there was just such tenderness. And I think the balance of both is what really was at the heart of the story. I think it came through so lovely in both of them. I think another thing that I loved so much that you kind of touched on was just how intimately it was shot in contrast to how stark its surroundings were. I think the way that I guess the camera moved around the bodies was so personal and intimate and warm. How did you work with your cinematographer to achieve this? Because I think the camera very much did feel like its own character in a way, which I think it does. Wow. <laughs> no, thank you so I, I studied cinematography in my college of, of, of cinema. So I think I, I really have a, a desire and a drive to tell stories through the lens and through the light also. 
Olivier Bunjing is the cinematographer. He's a very, very talented cinematographer from Belgium that I, that did very movies that I really loved. And and so I we we just thought that this movie was really you know a love story and needed to be shot like a a, a romantic story and not to be shot like a, like a social uh, you know story. You know what I mean by social? Like, social realist, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, it was. We 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 had the, the the luck also to have the the location in advance, and that's that's a very good thing in, in movies, so that we we were we were able previous to shoot to go there and 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 see for ourselves and try to make floor plans of where the camera should go, and you know, and um, you know we used some. We, we use the anamorphic lenses that are kind of a lens, a special lens that gives a, kind of an aquatic sense. It's the lens of moonlight. It's, you know, this, this, this feeling, these kind of movies that, that uh, immediately puts the viewer in a, in not a romantic place, but in a kind of a dreamy, dream, dreamy place that, that was needed to actually break the, the aspects of the walls and uh, the harshness of of the decor, um, the lens could actually kind of blur it out, and there is so much to tell. But um, we we also used a lot of movement because I we felt that you know we, we needed the the camera to be movement to 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 elevate the story in a more lyrical way and try to to put the love in in uh, in, in a sacred place. It was it was always our 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 thing. It was just how can we elevate uh, what they're feeling, and also it was allowing to put it in a universal place, and and like you said, like it was not talking about is it queer, is it not queer? It's just love, and love is somewhere above these questions. Um, also, just a quick word about the the music. The music was really like the same. We tried to to talk about the the origins of of Joe, of the main characters, but he's being cut out from, and I I was I was really trying to put it in other terms than language i i, I was really trying to talk about that with with, with another language and 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 also this this very bashar Khalife, who's a author that that i that i admire and he he creates his own music but he's also trying he's also doing it sometimes for film he had the kindness to to really understand that uh, his music that was that that is very sacred would actually elevate also love in a sacred place and i think using an arabic uh, liturgy like an, an arabic vibe to it it was also this this political thing saying you can show queer love with arabic sacred music and and it and it works because actually these are not separated to connect uh, queer love images with arabic sacred music and i think one another could you know just uh, be together so much and trying to, to create new gazes new new connections between um, between between things that are not connected usually let's go somewhere new see worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, 
proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. Moving slightly away from Lost Boys now, I know you're on the Queer Palm jury at this year's Cannes Film Festival. Um, I say this because our distribution arm, Pictures Entertainment, are actually distributing the winner, Monster, in the UK, which we're so excited about. I loved it so much. So I just kind of wanted to know what you look for in a good queer story. And I guess what about that film particularly spoke to you? So well, we you know when we when we were in the Queer Palm, we John Cameron Mitchell, the the head of the jury, as well of the creator of the of the Queer Palm, Frank Clemenson Durera, they really were on the same page about you know they told us you know we want to award the best film in in any sense of the world words, and because we're not the queer police, and I think queer itself is a, is a word that is not meant to be tamed or defined in in moral or aesthetical values. So what I look for in a queer movie is it just just opened my eyes about something that I didn't know and a story that I hadn't seen and a political issue that that is gonna shake people's minds and and, and, and guts. And you know, Monster did that for us. We, we, I cried so much when I saw this movie because I think I, I had never seen something like that where the the the, the power of Monster is, is is actually to give the audience so many point of views on the, on a story that we may know, but that raises so many more emotions with for the people who are around. The, the 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 queer kids who are suffering, and of course they have the more the most unbearable suffering of, of of it all. But I thought it was so clever to talk to us about how would a mom uh, respond to that, how would their teacher respond to that, how would the would a headmaster respond to that, and I thought it's just a movie that I had not seen anywhere else. The editing and this and the timelines are just brilliantly uh, crafted and I think it's uh, no wonder he won the best script uh, award yeah I, and I was next to Catherine Deneuve in this room oh my god yes <laughs> when I was in Denver, Catherine Deneuve was just next to me and I felt her like breathing hard and kind of crying with me when we <laughs> oh my god that's like maybe the best possible way to experience the <laughs> circle experience and wow that's so special (laughs) thank you for sharing that that's amazing just um one last question just because i'm aware we're short on time as a cinema company we're all about the big screen experience two parts of this question i guess is there something you've seen lately that has kind of in the cinema that's given you like a really big you know big feelings kind of like something that's really kind of done the cinematic magic thing to you and also why is it important that people come and see the lost boys on the big screen oh wow good question so what did i see in the movies i'm just going to talk about i think uh acting because of course you know the cinematic experience of the image of the sound is is much more interesting in the in the big screen but Godard said that when when you're in the cinema, you look up, and when you look at the television, you look down. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just important for us to look up, and still look up to to actors, uh, because their emotions on screen is the is the reason we come in the movies. It's not for me the 
it's not the explosions it's not the the good sound of the image or the music it's it's about emotions and and us we want to feel we want to cry we want to have feared we want to laugh we want to have these emotions and i think seeing the actors on the big screen and looking up at them is the way to um is is is, is the best way to see a movie and i think the last movie that i saw uh, that created that for me was Anatomy of a Fall. When I when I when I saw them, they're they're acting, and I think it's a movie about talking, about acting, about you know you saw it. I see I see you nodding. So you, you, you saw yeah, it. we picture house are actually distributing that one in the UK as well. Oh, you see, so. I'm giving, I'm giving <laughs> a, yeah, I know it's amazing. It's also one of my favorites of the year, separately. <laughs> so like, there's one scene where she fights with her husband and not with giving away you know because it's like an eight minutes fighting scene and i think this you know i, I want to give a class on this on this sequence to to actors because sometimes i do that and i think this 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 sequence is going to be is going to be teaching it's going to be teach taught but then yeah i think for me the actor the acting and and the lost boys on the big screen is is a way seeing them seeing these kids uh displaying such a big range of emotions in this movie you know from love uh, tears uh action it's also a bit of an action movie sometimes and seeing the range of, of their emotions on the big screen i think is 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 much more rewarding and and you get out of the room much more have ha having had this experience on the big screen than on the television on, on your computer Completely agreed. Thank you so much for your time today, Zeno, and your beautiful film. Very excited for people to see it at Picture Houses and to have you doing some Q&As with us. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye.